This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Wednesday at LCS Game 2 today at 1.37. Is that correct? 1.37, I do believe. That sounds right. Uh, 1.37 p.m. San Diego time this afternoon. Game 2, 1.35. You were two minutes off, Woods. You were close. A story of my life, Ben. Story of my life. I, it's weird because there's a lot of 07s. Yesterday was 503, though. Very weird. Got things started right after the top of the hour. Um, I, I'm sure it all has to do with television, this and that. But I'm in television, and I don't even know why some games are 07s and others are 05s and others are 03s. Had a great time yesterday at the game. I really did. Went down to uh, the ballpark, got there early. Went down, watched some BP, got to do my uh, crow hug. With Jake Cronenworth. Didn't really help him at the dish last night. But, uh, man, I was so fired up for him for the series he just put together in L.A. Talked to Jake. Talked to Scan. I got to see Ken Rosenthal, who walked up out of the dugout. In his bow tie. He is uh, diminutive. And I mean diminutive. Like up to my belt, maybe. I'll just give you some observations I made. Fair enough. Saw Ken Rosenthal, saw Tom Verducci, uh, lots of people down there yesterday. Lots and lots a, of people. It was a who's who. It really was. It was cool. It was like the all-star game. Paulie and I went over after the Padres were kind of done and wrapped up. We went over to the uh, Philly side and just said, all right, let's, let's take a look at these guys, these Johns. I went over because it was in the shade. It was also in the shade. Let's <laughs> go look at really these. really Let's go look at these Johns over there. So we did, and uh, we saw some of the guys warming up, getting loose, and I uh, saw Dave Dombrowski, the, the GM, and his shock of white hair, and his face just kind of jumps out at you. Um, trying to think who else we saw down there. It was it was, it was, it was a who's who uh, down there. It was pretty cool. Speaking of Ken Rosenthal, uh, if you were watching on television, you saw, I, I don't remember seeing this before, but the in-game interviews, you know, you had the managers in between innings, but they actually went in 
to the Phillies dugout right after the home run. Yeah. Interviewed Bryce Harper, and then right after the home run, interviewed Kyle Schwarber, like in the dugout during the games, um, which is, I I guess, good for fans at home. You know, you get an even more inside glance at what's going on. Uh, I'll wonder when the Padres, you know, come up with some big hits and all of a sudden Ken Rosenthal is in their dugout. That's a good thing. But I don't know how I feel about that entirely. Part of me says just wait until after the game to talk to the players and the managers and we'll find out afterwards what they were thinking. But this is this is twenty twenty two and everyone expects like, you know, social media and tweets, instantaneous answers to their questions and you know, Fox and MLB stepping things up with a more in game opportunities to talk to people during the postseason. Uh, you know, listen, I, I'm not the world's biggest fan of it. Now, if if it was Manny Machado that just hit a bomb and they're talking to Manny, I'd like to hear what he has to say. I think it probably hurt a little bit more because it was Schwarber and Bryce Harper. So uh, I did see also in the press box bathroom, I saw uh, Joe Davis primping and preening for his uh, appearance on TV last night calling the game. Uh, just He had kind of a, uh, I'll be honest, kind of like a... Uh, as he was getting ready in the mirror, kind of like a a duck face, like mm, yeah, like I'm getting pep talk, like yeah, like God dang, you are, mm, that's right, yeah. I mean, re- honestly, I'm not, I'm not just saying it because he's a Dodger broadcaster. I watched it with my own eyes. I watched him primp and preen in the mirror before the game. Um, so that was interesting too. He's a handsome fella, he is a handsome fella. Also pretty diminutive. Um, those are just my observations from being down there. I speaking of diminutive, I'm taking my little guy to the game today. Was able to secure him a ticket yesterday, and uh, I don't. Go Padres! Yeah, that's old school drop from my little guy Bo, who is just on fire for for baseball in general. But um, I would, it, I I looked at it and I thought, man, how many people in San Diego, Ben? Like you've got two boys, you've never been able to take them to an NLCS game. No, I have not. Right. So I thought to myself, man, it's not the easiest task, right, to take your almost five-year-old to a game. He's not going to want to sit and pour over the details of the game. So I do realize I'm going to sacrifice some viewing pleasure today, some some in-depth You may be out at that playground in Gallagher Square by yourself in the seventh inning, you know. In a 2-1 game. It's funny going. that you think we'll actually make it to the seventh. <laughs> Do you mean the third? Uh, because I know him, and he's very much like his old man. He is going to be like, Dad, can we go hit in Gallagher Square? And I'll say, yeah, because he loves to go up there and hit. And he'll get his A-B, and he'll rake one. And then he'll want to get some food, and then we'll do that. And then he'll want to walk around and get buy some stuff. So we'll do that. And then by the third, he's going to go, can we go now? Can See, we this leave? is why people don't take their five-year-olds to NLCS games. They take them to regular season game number 115, and then you walk around at, at the Gallagher Square, and you get food, and you leave early, and it doesn't really matter. I know. And you're not wasting the opportunity to watch a playoff game with the Padres. I know. I know. It's really, really a tough uh, a tough thing. But I, I again... Hopefully, you know, we, we can I'm gonna take him to the auxiliary press box, which is way out in left field, and it's great. There you can cheer in there, it's outdoors, you're not sitting next to some sweaty, stinky old guy writing a an article and it is uh it's awesome. Great view. So I'm gonna sit him up there and hopefully be able is to Is there watch no him cheering again. in the ox box? No, as we, well? I was cheering in the ox box yesterday. It would it not to be a jerk, but it should be 
Olds in that one. Olds like you, I'm counting. Olds <laughs> like you in that one. And then the young, cool ones out in the ox box. It was incredible. The TVs there, it was great. I was like, this is the best seat in the house. So I'm going to drag him into there, and hopefully we get to watch some of the game. But I'm excited to take him. Uh, I'm going to go spring him from school as soon as we're done here and uh, take him out to an NLCS game. So if you see us, make sure to say hello and He'll dap you up. He likes to give people knuckles. We got some time. Uh, If you want to sound off your opinion on the Padres series so far with the Phillies, 833-288-0973. Haven't taken any phone calls yet, so this is your chance this morning. 833-288-0973. Coming up at 9 o'clock on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, Tyler Kepner. Uh, New York Times, he's been great uh, talking baseball. Had him on many times before. He's also uh, got a new book out uh, about the World Series. Hopefully the Padres will be taking part in that at the end of next week, but looking forward to that. All guests on ben, when Ben and Woods appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet Find New Roads. If you missed uh, you know, our the beginning of our show, the first hour when we really broke down the game, and you're tuning in now, and you're listening, you want someone to rail against the lack of offense, what's going on, what's Bob Melvin doing, you really aren't going to find that, at least on our program this morning. I think we all kind of had the same attitude that when a pitcher that's as good as Zach Wheeler is as on as he is in his game yesterday, there's not much you can do. Um, Certainly, it doesn't mean you just give up. And it would have been nice if the Padres could have, you know, put together one rally somewhere, strung something together, a walk, an opposite field base hit somewhere where well, you I mean, could they, get a run home or two. They kind of had they had a chance in the ninth. Yeah, I mean that I, wasn't against Zach Wheeler. No, no, had, no, 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 no. They had no, almost no, no. nothing against nothing Zach Wheeler. Zach. One walk, one single, no. and that was it. The You're entire right. game. Um, and in the playoffs, you do kind of have to find a way to make something out of nothing occasionally. Now. That still is not going to be possible every single time, and, and maybe that was just the game yesterday that you have to say, all right, tip of the cap. And, you know, he got us this day. You know, we'll probably get a chance at him later in the series, and they'll have some more at-bats in their memory banks and, and possibly can do something better. My only regret, really, is you Darvish wasn't just good. He was great. He really was. I know everyone said, oh, yeah, you, you was okay, no. seven innings, two runs. He was better than okay. He was great. He made one mistake to Kyle Schwarber. I don't even think the home run to Bryce Harper was a mistake. It's a friggin' pop fly, It, it just kind of carried yep. yesterday, a little warmer than it's been. He's a strong freak and, and somehow got enough of that one that it floated into the second row. Uh, that's not a home run most days at Petco Park. It really isn't. Just to make you guys all feel better, Eno Saris has uh, put out a piece this morning, six hours ago. <laughs> Was Phillies Aaron Nola actually the best starting pitcher in baseball this season? It's right there on one of the most easily sortable leaderboards in the baseball universe, pitching leaders, sorted by wins above replacement on the Fangraph site. Aaron Nola, number one by a decimal point over Carlos Radon and um, and two over Justin Verlander. But yes, tonight's Game 2 starter, Aaron Nola, number one. So the job for the San Diego Padres does not get any easier. Uh, as it stands today, Ben. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you was fantastic. Uh, really was terrific. And now it's up to Blake Snell to kind of carry that torch and, and keep most of those Phillies hitters ice cold. Bryce Harper has been hot. 
Kyle Schwarber was cold going into this series. No one else even got on base for the Phillies yesterday. You know, if you look at that, they've got seven hitters who are coming off offers in that game that you Darvish completely shut down. Blake Snell just needs to to do that and maybe one notch better and keep those guys in the park. And the Padres should have a very good chance, even against, I think, Aaron Nola uh, of winning game two today. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you're just going to have to hit, buddy. You're just going to have to hit. You, you got to hit. You got to hit. You got to find a way to scratch out some runs early off of Nola because, again, I mean, look, I'm reading this article kind of as I'm talking. Uh, it is... It's it's he's really really good. He's really really good. Uh, the thing that's hurt him the most, Ben, this year has been the defense behind him. Honestly, and they have some really poor defense. Didn't really show it last night until the ninth inning when they absolutely did. It's hard to count on another team playing bad defense. That's exactly though. right. Yeah, but you, you can know say one, that's the game plan. You know, we'll put the ball in play. That's the thing. You got to put the ball in play, and and but that's not a strategy of hoping they boot one. And the Padres didn't strike out a million times last but, night. Eight. Strikeouts, I think, against uh, uh, Zach Wheeler in the game last night. Yeah, eight against Wheeler. You know, good. That's a good seven innings. But most starting pitchers strike out about struck out eleven times as a team. About about an inning. I mean, that's that's typical for Major League Baseball nowadays. You'd like that number to come down, obviously, a little bit. But you can't count on another team to play bad defense. You can't. And they gave you an opportunity in the ninth inning with a bad defensive play. You didn't capitalize on it when you had the chance. And the Padres will have to capitalize once or twice if they want to win this series. And I still think very much that they can win this series. Yep. I, I still actually think they will win this series. Now, I, I could be wrong, and, and Aaron Nola could go out and shove today. And, and then you're starting to get, okay, are we slumping now? Is it something we're doing? It's hard to assess when you go up against really good pitchers. Are we doing something wrong, or are they just doing something right? Yes, it's a really good point. Uh, Padres won for five last night, Benny. O for 17, two walks, 10 Ks. Yeah, that's got to... That's got to be better, man. That just has to be better. Those Some of those balls need to be put in play. I loved what Adam Jones said. It reaffirms what we said early in the program that, you know, you you work a guy for 25 pitches in the first, and then you know, hey, man, he's attacking us with his fastball. Let's get up there and tee off on it. And you hit the ball. In, in some cases, you hit the ball very hard. It just didn't go your way. So today... I don't think the approach needs to change. Frankly, I don't even think the lineup needs to change all that much. So I, I, I think you go out there and do the exact same thing you did, and and hope some balls fall in for you. It's always a little bit different watching in person than on TV, but it sure felt like the Padres squared up a good amount of baseballs and like I, there were several. I remember that I was like, oh, that's getting over the center fielder's head. Manny hit one that was really, and really they hard. Just ended up, you know, not really having to move very far. But like, that's a it's a good swing. You made good contact. They just weren't falling. Yeah. Yep. Again, three of the deepest hit balls of the four were hit by Padres. Yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't as though the Phillies were hitting a bunch of wall scrapers. The two best balls they hit in the air both went out of the park. And you know, that's maybe a little unlucky for the Padres yesterday. Hopefully the luck turns a little bit. What did you see out there? Give us a call, 833-288-0973. We'll hit some phone calls here. Uh, moving on in our 8 o'clock hour, and then uh, Tyler Kepner coming up at 9 o'clock. Stay tuned for all of it with Ben Woods covering the National League Championship Series here in San Diego on the home of the Padres. 97.3 The Fan. We'll be back after a check of traffic.
Going to hit some phone calls here. First, you can tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valenti Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. right here on 97.3 The Fan. Boomer and Mike Valenti discussing the big NFL news, previewing the big games of the week every Saturday morning, 7 a.m. here on 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready for some callers? Yeah. Woodsy, we'll see sure. how they do here. We'll start with Jordan in IB. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Hello, Jordan. Jordan, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, good. Two things. One, so if you were just to post a blank stat thing with seven seven innings, three three hits, two runs, however many Ks you had last night, that's an excellent start. Excellent. I mean, that's a great start. No one's he blaming you, Darvish. Yeah, no one's yeah, blaming he, you, he Darvish. Was, he was on. I mean, he, honestly, honestly, you can say two bad pitches, but I, I'd, I'd go so far as to say one bad pitch. I, I'd sign up for two runs allowed in every game this series. No, and, every game this season. Yeah, My God, I mean, yes, and, yes. and maybe the Padres lose four games, two to one and two to nothing, yeah, and that's the sucks. end. But that's not the pitcher's fault. You take that every night of the year. Yep. My next question for you: I went. I, was, I met you guys at the the punch bowl last week. Are you guys going to be doing anything like that this week for these games? We are uh, actually. We are going to be at Ballast Point in Little Italy, Italy on India Street, not Little India on Italy Street. Correct. But we will be at Ballast Point on Friday morning. Uh, all of ninety seven three. The fan will be there starting at six a.m. So yeah, uh, please, Jordan, come out and join us again and. Uh, have some Ballast Point craft beers and, and start your day uh, getting ready for game three of the NLCS in Philadelphia on Friday morning. Yep, we'll be there 6 a.m. sharp. I think Snell will throw a good one today, so I'm looking forward to that. I know. Me Us too. too. We think so as well. All right, Jordan, appreciate the phone call. 833-288-0973. Let's go to Chris in Claremont. You are next up with Ben and Woods here on a Wednesday morning. Hi, Chris. Morning, fellas. Hey, uh, I'm going to the game today, uh, trying to squeeze in some work before I before I head down to the ballpark. Um, I tweeted you guys. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, I had a bit of an omen happen to me yesterday. I was uh, I stopped at the uh, liquor store to grab some 394 because I've been drinking it every game since the start of the playoffs. I get three six packs and some other stuff, and I check out, and my total was 5151. And I called everyone I know, this Padres fan. I was like, it's an omen. We got this. I think we just got a flush yesterday. Hopefully Snell can not nibble today, keep the ball down. I think we're, our chances are good. Hopefully the bats wake up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really it. And and we've had a, a fun discussion in here off the uh, off the air today uh, that, that, you know, for Blake Snell tonight, don't ask too much. And I think you even tell him before a game, I need five. I need five really good innings from you. Give us everything you got for five, Blake, and let this absolutely dominant, ridiculous, uh, almost unhittable bullpen come in and do their job. Yeah, see. Did we talk about Trevor stressing out? I think we did on the TV broadcast against the Dodgers, his reactions. Dude, it was so good. And I, I saw the qu- quotes later, Trace, us. Tracy saying, okay, now you know how we felt your entire career when you went out there as calm, as cool as a cucumber and saving – over 600 games, we were nervous wrecks every time you went out there. That's what it feels like, Trevor, to be a fan. It's sometimes harder see, to be a fan. You see his wife like reach over and like rub the back of his neck <laughs> yeah. as he's like pinching the bridge of his nose going, oh, God, this sucks. This sucks. It really does. That's it's, funny. Hall of Famers still just like us yeah. when they're sitting in the stands. I don't know how more – I don't know how more – you don't see more managers in the dugout with that reaction. I'm sure they're – do you think they're fighting the urge to 
to just bite their fingernails or chew on a pen? I or think like, you have to kind of coach yourself out of it and you know make it a habit that you don't do that. Yeah, because that's not a it's not a that's not good leadership. Yeah, I mean you know I think we saw Jay Stingler getting a little more stressed oh, in the dugout. Oh, that Bob Melvin never looks. <laughs> I got it stressed at Bob all. Bob Melvin of is, is cool, cool as a cucumber. I saw him yesterday and he walked by and. You know, hey guys, how you doing? Just I, I told you before the one time I went, I was down. We had really good seats. We were really down close, and I looked into the dugout, and Tingler was sitting there pregame. Guys were taking grounders and beeps and everything else, and he is sitting down, and he has got his head, his face in his hands, and he wasn't praying or anything like that. He just had his head down, Ben, and he was... Just like we'd all do in a stressful like moment. every but, one of us, but we're not leading, trying to lead men, you know, yeah, and you're not victory. sitting in, in a stadium where 40,000 people can look in and see you, and you gotta, you gotta present the image. Fake it you until do. you make it. That's exactly you really right. Do. I've been doing it and for Bob Melvin, years. Uh, Bob Melvin does it about as well as anyone. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Bobs, we got Robert up in Vista. You're next up with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, Robert. Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing well, buddy. How you doing? Pretty well. Um, two things. One, like Manny said, relax. Peace. And number two, you, or you, Darvish, took command of the rotation. Everybody started stepping up. Just like business as usual. Game two, Snell's going to pick it up like right where Darvish left off. Yep. And we're going to go to Philadelphia, title 1-1. I love that attitude, man. I really do. It gets me fired up. I, and I said it earlier. I, I do think that the team that wins this game will likely win the series. I disagree. You disagree that. So if the Padres won this game, you still think the Phillies are going to win no, the series? No, I think if the Padres win, they were going to win the series. Okay, but if the Phillies win, you disagree, you think the Padres are still going to win this series. 100%. So this game doesn't mean much for you? No. Okay, good. I, I like I like that the Padres go out with Blake Snell and I feel like if they win, then they go to Philly. You got Joe Musgrove. Know, and and all you've played well on the road all year. You sure. got Joe Musgrove in you game lo- three. You love playing on the road. The weather's gonna be nice in Philly. The park is a bandbox. Yeah, like you pl- you've played well on the road. At the minimum, all one win gets you back to Petco Park 100%. for game six and seven. I'd be going out there looking for two or three, honestly, in Philly though, when you go out there. I mean, if well, the Padres, which is why I think if if the Phillies win today, it's two nothing. Yeah, it sucks, and we're all doom and gloom, chicken little. Most of you, I'm not gonna. I'm very confident in this team overall, and I'm extremely confident with this team on the road with a chance to punch their three, their four. I think in if the, I'm in the mouth. if I'm Philly, here's how here's how I look at it as a Philly fan. All right, if we win today with Nola, we're up two nothing, and then we. Get one of the next two somehow in three and four at home without our best starting pitching. And then we've got probably Wheeler coming back to try to close it out at home yeah. in a game five. I think that's Philly's best path to a series victory. I think the rest of the scenarios favor the Padres. So, you know, you win today, then it's very unlikely Philly can clinch at home. I think the Padres are in good shape. Uh, if you lose today, but you wins, win games three and four. Again, I think the Padres are in good shape in the series. I think there are a lot of pathways for a Padres series victory. Philly's best one is winning today, taking one of two on games three and four, and hoping that you get Wheeler at his best again to close it out at home before you have to come back to San Diego. That's my that's my thinking. And, and that's there's nothing flawed with that thinking at all, but... Um... The only thing that matters is is just go one and no. That's it today. One and no. 
Sounds good. All yeah. right, we'll keep going on some of these phone calls. I think we're going to move the Rhino Report up as well uh, with Tyler Kepner at the top of the hour. So if you're on hold, stay there. We will take some more calls, and we'll get some headlines from Paulie. All coming up next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Prepared for a warm one this afternoon at Petco Park. <laughs> My 10 News colleague Megan Perry tweeted out an interesting chart this morning. The hottest MLB playoff games in history. And uh, right now, with a forecast of near 90 degrees downtown, this would be in the top 10 or so. The hottest ever Astros at Dodgers 2017. 103 degrees at Dodger Stadium. Wow. Now, now, four of the other ones in the top six are in Arizona. So, I don't know if that even counts. That if doesn't just close count. the roof, you're fine. doesn't matter. They've always had a, a roofed stadium. There was also a Phillies-Dodgers game at Dodgers Stadium in 2009 at 93 degrees. <laughs> but Padres might could get up to like the third highest outdoor playoff game temperature uh, if, if the highs do materialize at around 90 downtown today. I don't know uh, how that affects the game or not, but I am going to melt. Uh, but the good news is we lost. I, I hate that we lost, but I get to switch up my outfit now, so I'd no longer have to wear long pants. Oh yeah, that's right, and a black hoodie, so I can switch it up a little bit. You would have today. been sweating. I would. I was sweating last night in that uh, in that hoodie, Ben. So I'm going to wear shirts, so everyone gets to see my beautiful bird legs. Walking around Petco Park in flip flops and shorts. We'll be in. Uh, it's di- I've got pants on today because I'm doing television. But we did. You can't wear shorts on television. I don't know. Not on, when you're out in the field. No. Generally, I think that's frowned upon. Is it? But we did go. I'm going with the ten news polo today as opposed to the dress shirt and jacket, which would have been a rough combo on a 90 degree day. It- so all the outdoors uh, doing live TV. All the media talking heads were down there yesterday on the field, and everyone was suited and booted. You know, you have to scan was in like a scan looked phenomenal yesterday, pinstripe suit, and I'm like, bro, you got to be roasting. I go, you're gonna have to dial it back tomorrow because it's gonna be 91 degrees at first pitch, and 
This is just, you know, it's part of the business. Now, I'm lucky we're just radio schlebs, schleb, what's the word, schlubs, and uh, I'm, I'm going to wear shorts and a t-shirt out there today. Very professional yeah, of you, Woods. That's me, in a nutshell. All right, well, we can uh, take some more phone calls. Also, going to get to a Rindle report, get some other headlines from Pauly. We'll do that right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biot? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it still gets me, man. It still gets me. I can just tell you, I guess. What? I, uh, I bought a cameo from that girl oh. for $10. Ten, oh, ten bucks. Dollars. Is it going to be uh, in a post game score thread? It's not. Oh. Because she never did it. Oh. Shut. I got an email from your... Cameo a few days ago, and I guess they give the creators like x amount of days to do something and then they're like hey sometimes things happen here we have credited you with ten dollars in cameo points so i can use that towards my next cameo purchase or i can go through a whole rigmarole we fund get your process. Fund, yeah were you asking her to do something like yeah. that she refused something to dirty? do i no 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 <laughs> Because I've seen some dirty cameos <laughs> on the uh, post game threads before. <laughs> there is a uh, a page on the cameo website for those types of videos. I just said hi. This is for my friend Steven. He's a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it is so funny oh. every time you say, "Can I get a whole yeah?" So if you could just please, oh please do that, it'd be very appreciated and. Uh, Never happened. Ah, good thing. I'm Paul. so happy. Actually, I'm so very happy you didn't do it. It makes my everyone. Can I get a whole oh, yeah? Makes my oh, yeah. Makes my skin. It makes my skin crawl. Literally, I can't believe there's me, that many people that cooperated with uh, it. it. It's uh, I. It's the thing that makes me the most homicidal in the hey, world. Hey, Max Holman, Adam Scott. Can I get a whole oh, yeah? People are going. To turn the channel, Paul. I'm telling you, they got so mad at us we've, last time. We've given them a few uh, Today, opportunities. Yeah. This what do you like less, her or rapper guy saying from KUSI? Goose. <laughs> the goose. Uh, it's a great question. Padres on the loose. Let's go, goose. <laughs> She's worse. I'm sorry. She's worse. Talk to me, goose. <laughs> She's worse than, oh yeah, it's worse than that. Hey, Fenway Park, can I get a whole yeah? No. Oh. <laughs> My hero. All right. Yeah. Imagine being on Cameo and getting a request and then not doing it. Also, imagine making $10 on Cameo. Talk about making $10 the hard, the hard way. way. <laughs> oh, God. 
All right, we will start off. Uh, the NBA did tip off yesterday. Talked about yes. it uh, briefly in the first half of the show. The Warriors beat the Lakers 123-109. to Steph Curry with 33 points for Golden State. As Father Time caught up to LeBron James. Probably going to hear that on some of the national talk uh, shows. Skip, ba- Skip Bayless. Yeah, I would uh, say did, probably didn't not. Didn't he have a great game? 31-14-8. Yeah, not, not terrible. Uh, and then the game right before that, uh, Eastern Conference rivalry. The Celtics beat the 76ers 126 to 117. That had a little bit of drama. Uh, Marcus Smart and Joel Embiid got into it. Kind of got like tangled up. You know how like arms will get tangled yeah. up when you're boxing out, and Embiid just threw him like he was trying to break his arm, like over, like over himself. Yeah. yeah. And they got into it, and Marcus Smart said after the game, "Look, I could have busted his head open if I wanted to, but you didn't see me getting all." Hot about it. So. Yeah, he, he he said that's maturity right there. Yeah. I didn't I'd bust his head open. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's the mature, line, it's okay. Then we're all very mature people. Then very mature. That's it on the NBA for a little while. Uh, in Major League Baseball, I saw this story yesterday. Shohei Otani uh, arrived Ooh. back to Japan. And he was a little critical of uh, his season this last. Did everyone season, run up but... to him and ask him about Ben Verlander? <laughs> Where's Ben? Where's Ben? Where's Ben? Ben Verlander. They were actually crying when they came to meet me. Literal tears <laughs> from the faces of the little Japanese kids. We had that Ben Verlander Otani special on after the Padres game last night as well on I, FS1. I heard. I could not turn it fast enough. People said they made it 30 seconds. They're like, well, that's it for me. <laughs> I missed that entirely, and I'm not upset about it. But uh, Otani, he arrived uh, at the airport in Tokyo and did a little interview with some reporters. He said it was a good season for me personally. And then he went on to say, I have to say that August and September in particular felt longer to me than last year. We were not able to play as many good games as we would like, including 14 consecutive losses. So I have a rather negative impression of this season. Of course, the Angels finished 73-89, in 89, and they were 33 games back of the Astros in the American Well, Midwest. it's funny because, I mean, if he was like, no, it was great. I had a great time. It was awesome. Loved it. Uh, I kicked ass. <laughs> it was an honor to play was, for yes. the, the Los Angeles Angels this right. season. It was awesome. And, I, yeah, you guys saw I kicked some serious ass. I wish my teammates would get their ass together. And uh, But, I mean, then he's roasted either way, and I think it's just sports radio fodder. When you put that quote out there of, you know, I'm I'm very, very disappointed. And, I mean, look, the Angels are going to need to do something at some point to make themselves a contender. And not just a contender. They're going to have to make the playoffs. You are wasting the prime of I think what hurts, great what hurts the most for Angels fans, though, it's not like they haven't tried. It's not like they haven't spent money to try to put together. That's a good point, man. They, they have. have. They, they absolutely just, have. They just keep making wrong decisions, getting some bad luck, guys with injury problems that don't end up panning out. So it, it, you don't want to. You don't necessarily be critical of the franchise for trying. They're just not making the right decisions. Yeah, you can. And then how do you reassure? Oh no, we're going to invest in our team next year. Well, we you've been investing in your team. <laughs> Uh, can, can you promise me that you're going to do it smarter next year? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to be much smarter than we have in the past. You can never promise that. See how it goes. But I think Otani will be back with the Angels. I mean, he's already got the deal. He signed that 
extension. They'll listen to offers, but my guess is that he'll end up back with the Angels again next season. I agree. All right, and finally, do you guys like McDonald's out there? Come on. You know that. Usually, yes, although I do have a a bone to pick with them, but I'll let you go first, Paul. Do you like donuts out there? Come on. Donuts. You might be in luck then, gentlemen. Uh, Some McDonald's stores will now be selling Krispy Kreme donuts. God. It says here, beginning October 26th, nine locations in Louisville, Kentucky, will start selling Krispy Kreme donuts as part of a test to inform future menu decisions. I just passed the test. (laughs) (laughs) Flying colors. Just nailed it. First A. Give me a yeah, Big Mac um, meal, four Krispy Kreme donuts, and a large Coke. It's an unusual move. Uh, they, you know, these are two companies that compete against each other, especially in the morning. A lot of people like to go. Ben, don't you go to McDonald's like every day for your coffee? I yeah. do. I do. I have the app. Can you start bringing me ninety-nine Krispy cents <laughs> if they start serving them? Sure. It's uh, they're gonna. It's gonna be part of the pastry line for the McCafe breakfast lineup at McDonald's, and Krispy Kreme will deliver the donuts daily to the nine restaurants, and customers can purchase them individually or as a set of six, and you can get glazed, chocolate iced with sprinkles, and raspberry filled. And again, I know this is not here in California, here in Little India or anything like that, but it is out in Kentucky. But this is possibly something that McDonald's, if it goes well, we might start seeing that. And I think that's kind of I I don't know about the whole getting one restaurant's items at another restaurant. I mean, where does that where does that eventually lead? Can you get Jack in the Box tacos at Starbucks? Fine by me. What are we complaining about? I, I don't know. I, I need more crosso- restaurant crossovers. It saves me a trip. Yeah. Jack in the Box tacos, by the way, are a revelation. They are, they are a revelation. A good way to spend 99 cents. I do not know what's in them, nor do I care. They are a revelation. Ah, never been a fan. So that's oh. the. So I have the McDonald's app because I do often, usually in the mornings, I drive through. It's ninety nine cents for any size coffee. Are you about to ask to speak to the manager right now? This <laughs> this oh, is no. a good deal, and uh, so. But you also then get the push alerts, and they team up with local sports teams. Like when the Padres win, I get an alert: Fr- free fries with any purchase on a Padres victory day, and that's great. I was mad this week though because I got an offer. Bolt up, you know, Chargers win, get a $1 Big Mac with any purchase. I'm going, don't send me a bolt up offer in San Diego. But I want a $1 Big Mac. That makes me mad, though. Not in honor of a Chargers victory, though. You know, if the Chargers lose and you want to give me a dollar Big Mac, that's fine. What did their report card say? That's the Rindle Report on a Wednesday. Thank you, Pauly. You're welcome. Me. That KUSI video is everywhere, by the way. It was on uh, CBS National News this morning. And again, Adam... It was Major Garrett like, I had nothing... I, I, I disavow this. Adam Klug is in shambles. I guess the, he the problem is that... The power of Christ compels you! You worry that people around the country think that's representative of the people of San Diego. And I don't think it is. I, it's the uh, antithesis. We've got of a San really Diego. good, cool fan base no here question in San Diego. About it. No question about it. Those guys don't speak for the rest of us or rap yep. for the rest of us. 
Uh, the only way to listen to your local broadcasters, they are very cool. Jesse and Tony is by listening to 97.3 The Fan during the playoffs. Uh, it's the only place to get local coverage, streaming on the Odyssey app as well. They'll be for you here for every pitch as the Padres try to bring home their first World Series. Still eight wins away. Couldn't peel off one of those numbers as uh, the Padres get closer. They still need eight more victories to get to a World Series title. All right, uh, let's try to sneak in a couple of more phone calls here before the top of the hour. 833-288-0973. You got it. Jamie, Chula Vista, you are next up on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, guys. Uh, was there Friday and Saturday electric as ever? Yeah. Um, awesome. Was there yesterday? Did I have the same feeling? I think we kind of got into it a little bit. Um, am I concerned... You know, um, a little bit, to be honest, is just that, you know, we got really hot in the playoffs. And last night, I don't know why, it just kind of reminded me a lot of how the season went, where, you know, Darvish does really well, gives us a couple bombs, but we can't hit. And, you know, hopefully it's just a, a hangover thing from all the partying and celebrating the Dodgers, and now we're going to get it together today. It's going to be miserable in the sun all day today, but hey, you know what? We got to do this. Um, so I think we've got it in us. I just think that um, there needs to be a little bit of an urgency of, and I hope maybe Melvin kind of switches it up a bit. Maybe brings in Drury as the DH. But why? Um, why? Why? Why Brandon Drury as the DH against a righty? When jury is one for fifteen in the playoffs, that's the. Th- I mean, like I can, I, I understand the let's switch it up, but I don't understand the let's switch it up just cause. Like you just beat the Mets, you just beat the Dodgers. It's okay. I I, I want you. You got to realize it's okay. Like it. I'm not saying Josh Bell is necessarily the answer either. I I wish he was hitting better. I love the guy. I want him to do well. But also, I'm not going to make moves just for moves. Sake. I would also push back just a little bit. I don't think it's fair to say like to think that there's a hangover from like the celebration on Saturday, and that's why the bats weren't alive. Like Zach Wheeler was pure dominant. He was just yesterday. filled, man. He I was just. I filled. think a lot of teams would have struggled last. This night is pretty Zach cool, and, and it's good timing. And thanks for the call. And I'm not. I'm not trying to like be a jerk about it at all. I I want to listen to your opinion, and I value your opinion certainly. But I, you know, the knee jerk of like, well, we got to, you know, we got to make some changes. I think we're okay. I do. Uh, but this is pretty cool. This just came out this morning. Um, JB Rad 619 said a lot of bashing of our own fan base today, much of which I agree with. But this was good to hear about our crowd. Um, so they asked. So the entire Phillies infield, except uh, Gene Segura, converged at the mound Tuesday night to meet Rob Thompson. It was a symbolic moment. The baseball lifer who finally seized a chance to be manager. To be honest with you, third baseman Alec Bohm said, I couldn't hear him very well. It was kind of hard to hear, said Reese Hoskins. I didn't hear all of it. Uh, it was kind of loud, said shortstop Bryson Stott. Let's stop beating ourselves up. You did a great job yesterday. Let's go get louder today. Yeah. It's, and, not, uh, it's not hard. You know, and I'd be more worried if the Padres had just rolled over people all year. 100%. And then struggled. They bounced back like this all year this long. This is what Nothing they do. New today. Just be who you are. Uh, we'll continue next. Tyler Kepner joins us on 97.3 The Fan. Be right back.